the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And as usual, my telephone number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Usually I do updates on stories we've covered in the past, earlier in the program, but, uh, well, I forgot on this one. And uh, this is an important update. This is a story that I shared with you, oh, two or three years ago. And it's taken, well, it's actually taken since 2014 to run through the courts in New Jersey. All right, here's the story. A uh, teacher at a New Jersey Catholic high school uh, signed the the handbook. There, there's obviously the student handbook, and then there's the faculty handbook, and in a private school, a parochial school, Christian school, Catholic school, there is almost always a code of conduct and a doctrinal statement. And if you're going to teach there, you sign a document that says, I agree with these doctrines. I will do nothing to uh, deny them. Um, I agree with the code of conduct spelled out in this document, and they sign their name. Well, we have seen this over and over and over again over the last probably five years. A student goes to a Christian university. Uh, They're required to sign the student handbook, which has a code of conduct. Well, then they violate the code of conduct, which they agreed to in writing, and then they turn around and sue the school for discrimination. Yeah, right. Well, it happens with teachers as well. Uh, There was a case uh, just recently in Illinois or Indiana. No, 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 no. Forgive me. It was Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. A female teacher, faculty member, who had been teaching there for several years, every year signed the uh, Code of Conduct and the Doctrinal Statement of the School which is uh, complementarian, which says Moody Bible Institute teaches, preaches, and believes that men are to be pastors in local churches. Well, she had signed that for several years. And then she changes her theology and becomes an egalitarian and believes that women can be pastors as well as men. Well, she, she can do that. She has every right to change her doctrinal position. But then she she sues Moody Bible Institute for their doctrinal position that they have held for over a, a hundred years and that she had agreed to. And that case is still in the court. 
All right, back to New Jersey. This is a New Jersey high school. A uh, young teacher had taught there for a couple of years, had signed the, uh, the, the faculty, staff, handbook, doctrinal statement, code of conduct, and so forth. Part of the code of contact is no out-of-marriage sex. No out-of-marriage sex. Uh, the Catholic Church teaches as the Bible teaches. Sex is beautiful, wonderful, to be enjoyed in a marital relationship. Well, all right. Back in 2014, this uh, unmarried teacher got pregnant out of wedlock. Well, she certainly deserves compassion, understanding, and support. But she violated the agreement that she had signed, and as a result, the Catholic school dismissed her and basically said, you violated the code of conduct. This is a bad example to our students. We're thankful for your service, but we are sorry. We must, uh, we must terminate your employment. Well, she sued. Yeah, she sued. But, but again, she had signed the agreement she had agreed to keep the code of conduct. She violated the code of conduct, and she sued. This has been winding its way through the courts for several years. Well, um, I think it was—I um, don't think it was Monday of this week. I think it was Friday of last week. The uh, New Jersey Supreme Court— Lower courts had ruled, one court ruled for the the girl, the other court ruled for the school. It's been bouncing back and forth. Well, anyway, the New Jersey Supreme Court ruled in favor of the school. Quote, the Supreme Court of New Jersey ultimately decided that the combination of the signed agreement and Chrisatello's, that's the young girl's name, failure, to provide evidence that she was fired for any reason other than what the school had stated justified the original ruling. Well, kudos to the New Jersey Supreme Court. Well, Bob, that's not very compassionate against that woman. That's not the issue. That is not the issue. As I said, an unwed mother deserves compassion and understanding and encouragement That is not the issue. Well, I think the Catholic Church is being very judgmental there. That is not the issue. It doesn't matter whether you agree with Catholic theology or not. It doesn't matter whether you agree that she should have been fired. That is not the issue. The issue is that school has every right constitutionally to believe what they want to believe, and they have every right to enforce what they believe with their students and with their faculty members. Again, your agreement, or the court's agreement, or anybody else's agreement with Catholic doctrine is completely irrelevant. The relevant issue is she agreed to a contract 
She violated the contract, and as a result, she was terminated. Good for the New Jersey Supreme Court. Considering how left-leaning New Jersey has become, I am, uh, well, I am pleasantly surprised. I am pleasantly surprised. Uh, Oh, boy. I'll get to this really quick. I've got a San Francisco story that we will deal with uh, when we come back from this break. But quickly, before the break, it was just announced last Friday that the San Francisco Board of Commissioners, or whatever they are, approved driverless vehicles within the city. These are taxis without vehicles. They're computer-operated GPS and so on and so forth. And uh, the city commission, or whatever they call it, just last Friday approved the use of these driverless vehicles. Well, that was Friday. On Monday of this week, there was a massive, massive traffic jam in San Francisco because dozens of these so-called robo-taxis lost wireless connectivity, and they stopped in the middle of the street and blocked traffic for miles. (laughs) Yeah, they approved them on Friday. On Monday, they turned out to be an absolute disaster. Kind of sounds like almost everything else that's happening in San Francisco. All right, we need to take a break. We'll be right back. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live again. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Before the break, I was telling you about this story in San Francisco. Just last Friday, the Board of Commissioners or whoever runs the city approved robo-taxis. Dozens of them. Uh, to roam the streets of San Francisco without a driver. Uh, They're controlled by computers, GPS, and so forth. And uh, actually, the very first day of service on the streets of San Francisco, most of them stopped right where they were. Uh, Oh, oh, they did turn on their four-way flashers. Yeah. (laughs) But they stopped in the middle of the street And there were dozens of them, and they blocked traffic for miles for quite some time until wireless interconnectivity could be restored. I think they need to go back to the drawing board. But, like I said, it seems to be pretty typical of what's happening in San Francisco. I have stopped shaking my head about stories about San Francisco because... I don't even know how anybody could do a parody of San Francisco. I really don't. Things are so weird, so strange, so bizarre in San Francisco. How in the world could you exaggerate something as a parody when everything is so exaggeratedly, is that a word? Yeah, exaggeratedly crazy, weird, and bizarre anyway. And it's so sad. I don't know whether you've ever been to San Francisco. At one time, it was 
absolutely one of the most beautiful cities in America, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. There's, you know, the painted ladies, the houses that are all the different colors, and then there's a snaky street, and I can never remember the name of it, even though Joy and I have driven down to the Golden Gate Bridge and the beautiful piers and the restaurants and all. Nobody in their right mind will go to San Francisco today on vacation. Dear friends of ours, um, I don't know, three, four years ago, took their kids out to San Francisco, thought they were going to have a family vacation. They rented a car. They went to um, a pier, whatever the number is, and I've been there, and I can't remember. Uh, They came back. Their rental car had been broken into. The windows smashed out. Computers stolen, luggage stolen, money stolen, et cetera, et cetera. San Francisco has literally become the armpit of America. And there was one basic reason. Leadership. San Francisco has been under the iron grip of the liberal progressive Democrat left for many years. Gavin Newsom, who is trying to run the state of California as governor, and has expressed maybe a desire to be president. Uh, Well, I don't think he began the downfall, but he certainly didn't help. Well, I came across this story, and I thought, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Listen to this. Here is the headline. San Francisco Federal Building staff were talking about a high-rise Federal building, federal building, government-owned, government-operated building, federal building in San Francisco. All right, back to the headline. San Francisco federal building staff told to work from home amid rampant crime. No, no, I'm not making this up. Let me read the uh, first sentence. Employees at San Francisco's federal building, which is located at an intersection notorious for open-air drug transactions. Excuse me? Excuse me? What? You mean everybody knows that there are open-air drug transactions here? Um, Where are the police? If everybody knows this is where people come to buy, sell, do drugs, where are the police? All right. Back to the story. Employees at San Francisco's federal building, which is located at an intersection notorious for open-air drug transactions, were instructed to work from home amid rampant crime in the city. The Department of Health and Human Services advised hundreds of workers in San Francisco to to work remotely until further notice due to crime concerns. Now, now get this. This is a federal building. I assume owned, operated, or at least leased by the federal government. And the government of the United States of America is unable to provide protection and safety for their own employees in their own building. The story goes on. HHS Assistant Secretary for Administration Cheryl Campbell said in a memo to regional leaders, quote, 
In light of the conditions at the federal building, we recommend employees maximize the use of telework for the foreseeable future. Now, the first thing that just jumps off the page at me is, are you kidding? The federal government can't protect their own employees in one of our cities in America? And because crime is so high, they're being told, don't come to work. (laughs) It's not safe to come. Don't come to work. You stay home. That seems very ludicrous to me. But then also, um, who is paying for all those empty offices? All of those phones that will not be used. The lights in those buildings. The cubicles that usually are occupied by federal employees. Uh, I assume that the rent is still being paid. Utilities are still being paid. Phone lines are still being manned or at least paid for. I can imagine it has to be in the millions and millions and millions of dollars that is being wasted because federal employees are told it's not safe to come to work. Continuing, the skyscraper is home to multiple federal agencies, including HHS, the U.S. Department of Labor, the U.S. Department of Transportation, and the office of former House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nancy Pelosi, who once proclaimed she was the most powerful woman in the world, Even she can't provide protection for her own employees. Uh, Let's see, the uh, story continues. In June, California Governor Gavin Newsom announced that he would dramatically expand the presence of California Highway Patrol officers in San Francisco to ramp up enforcement efforts. Well, now that was June. Okay, June passed. July passed. And in August, the federal government says, uh, it's not safe to come to work. You better stay home. Uh, Again, continuing, over the summer, San Francisco Mayor London Breed lobbied the city's Board of Supervisors to adopt a budget that included an increase of more than $60 million for the city's police department. Well, now, wait a minute. These are the same people who said police are the problem. We've got to defund police. Now, this is the city where spiraling crime has shut down. Nordstrom's has shut down. Whole Foods has shut down. The largest mall in the city of San Francisco has now closed. Yeah, Westfield Mall. The largest mall in the entire city of San Francisco has closed because of safety issues. Two of the largest San Francisco hotels in downtown have also closed. And the crazy thing, the people of San Francisco will elect the same people who brought this about. No, strange. All right, folks, thanks. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will continue with Bob Bernie Live.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.